Dave, Dr. Dave, podcast number five, coming to you live from my desk in somewhere in Southern California. Today's topic is very timely. Uh, today's date is 2-12-20. So if you listen to this a year from now, probably won't be as relative. And things are changing all the time. So today's topic is the coronavirus. It's got everybody scared, and rightfully so. I'm not an alarmist, and I'm not here to spread any fear. I just want to tell you the things that you're not being told. I think you have a right to know these. I think you need to take in context what you're hearing and judge for your family and yourself what's reasonable and responsible in lieu of this virus that is um, is spreading. So um, what do I know? Um, I'm a doctor of 30 years and we screen everybody in my office and I'm a practicing doctor. If they have any contact with someone in China, if they've been to China or they've been to Europe or they've been any airplanes, Shamir travel, um, that are connected with any Chinese flights. Before the incubation period of 14, or sometimes say, there was one paper in JAMA that said 24 days, there was 22,000 Chinese arriving in the United States daily. Before we knew about this virus, before we knew where it came from, before we knew who was sick, and before we started screening. So just put that in, in context. The other thing is, the coronavirus is only reported to people who have been tested. So this isn't a test that you can do at your local pharmacy. It's not a pregnancy test, it's not a strep test, it's not a test I can do in my office, and it's not a test I can do in my state yet. This morning at 11.30 Pacific Standard Time, I was on the same presser from the CDC as was Reuters and Newsweek and all the major um, periodicals getting information and talking to the head of the CDC um, epidemiologic studies regarding the coronavirus, which is now the World Health Organization, has now dubbed it. It was the 2019 NNCCOV, as in 2019 novel coronavirus. It has now been labeled COVID, kind of like David, but with COVID instead of DAVID. COVID-19, COVID-19, that's the World Health Organization's current, as of today, 2-12-20 identifier for this virus. It's a coronavirus, and why do we call it that? Is because if you look at it on a electron microscope, um, it looks like a crown. It has these little spikes, little protein spikes on top of it. So it looks like a crown you put on somebody's head, so that were the corona or the corona of the, of the, of the sun. So that's where it came from. Most of these coronaviruses belong in the animal species and when it jumps, um, it's called zoonotic transmission. It goes from an animal to an intermediate animal and then jumps to the host, which is the person. Currently, just like you have a genome and you do your DNA through 24 DNA or whatever the places are that do your DNA, tell you where you are, who you came from, what you're made of. Right now, there are 24 different genomes of this virus. 
not different viruses. We're talking about the same virus. So it's got little brothers and sisters that have mutated. And maybe they're more virulent, maybe they're less, maybe they're not as infectious, maybe they're not as easy to jump, or maybe they're jumping easier. But this is what I want you to know, is that the reported cases that you're hearing are cases that have been tested by the CDC and found to be positive. So they tell you 13 people or 19 people or 20 people in the United States. That is totally false. They're not trying to deceive you. But here are the facts. To put something in context, you know, you always say, well, that, you're taking it out of context. To put something in context is to give you extra information about the history, the time, place, situation, that you can make a more informed decision about what they're telling you. They're not lying to you. They're not purposely misleading you. They certainly don't want to panic you. But let me tell you what you don't know. First of all, the 13 cases or 19 cases or 20 cases or 1,000 cases, there are people who've been tested. So a patient comes into my office, they've been to China, they have a fever, they have a cough, they're a suspect for coronavirus, what do I do? Well, first of all, I isolate and put a mask on them, put a mask on me, put a bodysuit on and help find another doctor to see him. Only kidding. I have to see him. So... We called the CDC yesterday and said, okay, how do we test this? What medium do we use? Well, call us. What do you mean call us? If you have a, a person under investigation or PUI or someone that you think has a travel history with a fever and, and the signs and symptoms of coronavirus that you have to isolate and call us and then we'll tell you what to do. So right now we would take a non-Dacron, non-wooded plastic swab and swab out their nose or their mouth um, or get a blood vial. And then where does that go? That goes on ice overnight through the CDC in Atlanta, Georgia. There's no local labs that are doing coronaviruses. So think about it. How many are being actually, the ice melts, the, uh, the, the specimen gets lost. Something happens in between. The doctor doesn't recognize it. The patient doesn't get tested. The patient doesn't go to the doctor. So there are multiple, multiple more cases in the United States than what they're, what they're reporting. They're reporting the people that have got, had a positive test. And they sent out, as of this morning from the CDC, every 50 states has the reagent to run the test, but they found a, a problem with the reagents and now they're sending out another reagent. So the test in every state, think of one state, how many people are in one state? Millions and millions and millions, and they're sending out one kit. One kit for the whole state. And 30 countries. They wouldn't share with us which countries to do the test. So now all these laboratories have to take this reagent, do the test and try to fit it in their testing mechanism to see if they get the same results as the CDC and they didn't. So they had to send it back and new reagents going out. My point is that the number that you're hearing is very tip of the iceberg. This virus is acting like the SARS or the MER virus, the MERS virus. 2002, there was a SARS virus, which was 
the bat to the cat-like civet little creature and then went into us. And that was the severe acute respiratory syndrome. That was SARS in 2002. And then MERS came along. These are both coronaviruses, by the way. And that was from a bat to a camel. And that was the Middle Eastern respiratory syndrome. These seem to hit the respiratory tree. So we swab out the nose and we swab out the throat and we take vials of blood. But that has to be then put on ice and sent to out of state overnight. there have had cases where they don't have the identifier, they don't have the patient's name on it, they don't have the, the, the office that sent it, and they're being inundated with these half-baked, wrong samples, wrong medium, um, unidentified. And so the number that you hear is the tip of the iceberg. That's the first thing you need to know. Second thing you need to know, this is a person-to-person transmission. You don't need to be anywhere near animals. Forget about the animals and the bats and all that stuff. They're, you know, we don't chew on them. We don't put them in our soup in this country, but that's their prerogative to do what they want. So forget the animal thing. It's here. It's live. We have a lot of coronaviruses that attack us humans, and they're, they're not too strong. It could be a co- you know, common cold, common sinus uh, problem, and it's one of the viral one of the viral uh, illnesses. There is a lab um, that has been working and very close to a vaccine, but I don't know if you'd be the first to take the vaccine. I don't, we talked about that last time. Um, had a pharmacology uh, professor in med school say, never be the first to take it, never be the last to take it. So don't be stubborn and don't be a guinea pig. So, so we have this coronavirus. The World Health Organization currently has three people in Wuhan, China, none of which come from the United States, none of which are from the CDC. What do you say? I said the World Health Organization has nobody from the CDC over there. You know why? We haven't been invited. They don't want us over there. Um, Remember the Iranian jet uh, tragedy from a European jet that was shot down and then they just took all the pieces up and they never invited the host country to come over and when they did, all the pieces were gone. That's kind of like China. You're, you're, the World Health Organization has three people over there. They're from other countries. They don't have U.S. interests involved, and they don't get to look at the raw data. They're getting presentations from the Chinese scientists, and we know that the first doctor that reported this ended up dead. He put it on social media, and um, he ended up dead. So probably that information out of China is not very correct. I would put a zero or two or a factor of 10 times one or 10 times to the two to the number you're hearing from China. Um, This has huge trade and financial implications for China and other countries. There's obviously travel bans as they should be um, to keep the spread of this. I think the government is doing a good job as far as the CDC and and screening people, but I'm just telling you that we're we're, we're just catching the tip of it. This coronavirus, or the COVID-19, is either going to get worse or better. It's either going to get smarter and meaner, or it's going to get dumber and softer. But we don't know. I just want you to know that you should not be in large crowds if you don't have to be. The travel history of people all over the United States are coming and going 
One lady went from Wuhan, she went to Germany, had a business meeting and infected about, you know, three or four people. Didn't know she was even sick. She was on anti-inflammatories and they didn't even register a, a fever. So for screening people by temperature alone, all they had to do is pop two Tylenol, you know, up to, you know, four hours before they hit the screener and they're not going to register a temperature. They're just going to go right through and they don't have the symptoms. So, and some symptoms are very mild. Um, we call super spreaders or people that don't have symptoms and they spread like crazy. So the one guy gave it to 11 people. The transmissibility of this virus seems to be very scary. And it, it currently is an epidemic and I will predict that this will be a pandemic. I don't have numbers. I don't want to scare anybody, but it's, it's scary. Here's the other thing. Doctors are supposed to report this virus. Okay. Let me give you a study that was done um, by a university to send out 7,300 questionnaires with a $15 check and a prepaid postage return envelope. So there's no excuses for not marking it off. Get your 15 bucks and answer a couple of questions for this, this um, university doing a study. And they were studying to see how many doctors report the mandatory four STDs, GC chlamydia, um, syphilis and HIV. And first of all, only 37% of the doctors said that they reported it. But how many, <laughs> how many doctors are going to acknowledge on a piece of paper and send it in to say, even if it was anonymous, that they don't follow the law? So they're legally breaking the law. It's not in every state, but most states are mandatory that you report communicable diseases and you also contact the partner or the or the the health department does. So we have someone come in with, with chlamydia, you know, we're supposed to call and fill out a form and send it into the um, health department. They're supposed to contact the partner and, and blah, blah, blah. So how many doctors are even reporting this? Very small. The study I told you of 7,300 doctors, it was, it was, um, it was 30, it was 37%. So not a lot of people are probably reporting that symptoms are going thinking it's another virus, which is, it looks like everything else. looks like every other virus we see. Uh, it's just a travel history. So the travel history is, is now everybody's wearing masks. Well, the people who should be wearing the mask are the people that are having symptoms or have the travel history or come from that country. They are being quarantined for 14 days. Current estimates is it will be incubated in your body for maybe one to two, up to five, up to 14 days. There was one study that said 24, CDC said it's not accurate. So we're looking at 14. So when they went to March Reserve Base with all these people from Wuhan that were Americans, they all stayed there in quarantine for 14 days. I don't think any of them had the virus, which is good news. So um, what can you do to keep yourself safe, your family safe? Don't go to doctor's offices unless you have to. If you have travel history that's suggestive of this, get get into a center that can take care of you. And most likely that would be an emergency room, but they're being overrun by everybody that has a cough and cold now and thinks they have this. Mask, you can't get them. I can't buy them. We've been giving them to, uh, to patients coming in just to wear them so we don't spread whatever they've got, even if it's not the coronavirus. There's other influenzas out there that are bad. Um, and we can't give masks to our patients anymore. We barely have enough masks for ourselves. Our suppliers are out, the manufacturers are out, CB, all their drugstores are out, they're being sold on the black market. 
So that's how people are dealing with this. Don't go in large crowds, obviously not in Chinatown, obviously not in people that are uh, from mainland China. I don't care what province they're from. Oh, if you're a different province, but you have so much movement within the country. The other foot has not dropped according to my estimations anyway, I think um, the true numbers of coronavirus in the United States or your state or your country, wherever you are. So what else do I have to tell you in this very brief update? Um, and this could change. So it does spread person to person. We talked about that. The other thing is there's no treatment. The Tamiflu and the Relenza and the IV, Rapavap, it's only an IV drug, are the three approved for influenza. I give Tamiflu a lot. I give Relenza not so much. Um, they're good if you have the true influenza type A, type B within the first 24 to 48 hours. They do not work, again, repeat, do not work for the coronavirus that we're talking about, the COVID-19. Um, there's no treatment. So what are they doing in the hospital? They're just giving you respiratory support. They're supporting your, your feeding and your electrolytes and your kidney function and your heart function and all those things that secondary to what it attacks. And what does it attack? It attacks your respiratory tree. It causes pneumonia, kidney failure, um, et cetera. So it's a bad actor and um, one you definitely want to stay away from. The test is not a simple test. This is an RNA virus and not to get too technical, but um, how do they get the DNA? Well, they had to take the RNA and then they from biological sample, then they had to convert it to DNA by reverse transcriptase, and then they had to amplify it. And then they had to detect the amplified DNA. And the window of detection regarding this method differs between the sample and the time it was taken. So what I'm saying is the test that they're currently doing is not 100%. And it's not being done at state level yet, as according to today by the CDC 1130 this morning Pacific Standard Time. Um, so that's the update on the COVID-19. Um, keep well, and if you are sick, stay home. And if you have travel history or you're going someplace where someone could have a travel history, I would not go. Until we find out more information, until all the states are set up with active, good reporting and active, fast turnaround. Currently, this is a 46-hour test. So it's not like a rapid stress test or a pregnancy test where it just tells you right away. So there are false negatives and false positives. So if the sample goes in, the CDC comes back and says, no, that person does not have uh, coronavirus, then it could be it could be a that they do, or it's early incubation. Um, so I think I've pretty much brought you up to date. Just understand there's a lot more people sick than reported. There's a lot more people infected than reported. There's a lot more people that are going to get sick and infected than they're estimating. That's all for now. I'll see you next time. Take care and God bless. This is Dr. Dave.